the comic book pit. Okay. So this is Comic Book Pit episode 220. I'm Dan. And I'm Scott. And Jared may or may not be back with us. Uh, Sean's definitely out tonight. Um, but so right now we've got we've, we've got the OGs um, or maybe OPs, original podcasters. I don't know. <laughs> the OPs. Uh, the yeah. OPs. Um, We're down with that. That's right. You down with OP? <laughs> OP? OP? CBP. <laughs> yeah, you down with CBP? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> uh, anywho, um, yeah, so we're we're back. Um, let's see. I know we had you know we got some books to talk about this week. I don't oh. know if there's anything. You know what? Um, I have some. Well, <laughs> I have some TV to talk about. Do you know? Yeah, if you're if you're up for it. Well. Sure. I, well, okay. I, I I would admit I haven't watched anything yet. Okay. This like anything new this season except for well, the only thing I've, I'm current on is Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you know what? What's your what's your uh, like ten words or less opinion on that show? I'm I like it, but it's <laughs> not. It's still not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I would say disappointing. Here's the thing they 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 touted it as you know the early days of the like you know of the apocalypse. Of the apocalypse. Yeah, we basically saw like one day of it, and now it's like nine days later. Yeah, like I was expecting to see like more of the the breakdown of government and society. Where yes, we saw one riot. And then it was like, okay, now the National Guard has moved into this neighborhood. Okay, Los Angeles has nearly 4 million people. Yeah. Where'd they all go? Right. The the city's like a ghost town. We know that there are... It's it's terrible. Yeah, there are approximately... (laughs) Okay, let's let's assume that in the, the neighborhood that the main characters are in, let's just... We'll be generous and say there's somewhere between... Maybe like a hundred, two hundred people, including like the National Guard. Yeah. Okay. Then we'll say there's another one to two hundred people at that other secure location, like that medical right. location. Think, yeah. And then we know for sure that there are approximately two thousand infected people in that arena. Yeah. Okay. Let's we'll round it up for just for you know the sake of easy numbers, round numbers. We'll say we'll we'll say twenty five hundred people. Yeah. Where is everyone else? Yeah, here's my. There's they they missed the golden opportunity on the show, and it's I feel like it's already over, and they missed it because they're now what ten days into the plague, mm-hmm. maybe eleven. 
They missed it. It's over. Yeah, um, they, they didn't show anything. Yeah, and the the golden opportunity that they're in Los Angeles and and they're sitting in a suburb. You know, like how do you not? You know, like the bump. You know, the uh, the the promos for the show showed like the girl in the in the swimming pool. You know, floating around and the walker coming up over mm-hmm. the hill. That's what I wanted to see was like stuff like that where it's like, you know, like people that have bought into Hollywood are the ones dealing with it. Like that's the that's the show I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. but instead it's just about some regular family that could have been in anywhere in the, in America, and they they got, you know, who cares that they're in Los Angeles? Like it doesn't matter. And then. Right. Um, yeah, because I, th- I think after this season, it's going to be like, I feel like it's just going to be like the regular Walking Dead show where they're going to be on the run or they're going to be seeking uh, a safe haven. I, I <laughs> Yeah, see, I, I was giving the show the benefit of the doubt. Like, I, I felt like it was like a disaster, watching a disaster movie where, you know, they were forcing the characters to run through scenarios that they wouldn't normally go through. But it was for the viewer's sake to see all the things that were happening. Mm-hmm. So, like, at the beginning, they were like, oh, we got to run downtown to get my son because whatever reason, and now we're stuck here dealing with riots. And then they just went away from that, and they're like, okay, now we're in a camp. Everybody's here. You know, like, the whole family's accounted for, and now we're just going to wait. And then you come back to the next episode, and they're like, oh, it's been nine days. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? Like, I, you just missed the best part. And, and- and I don't understand from the character's perspective how everybody is just not more freaked out about everything. Right. I mean, right. so I think it was in like maybe the third episode um, or the fourth episode. I don't know. But, you know, when they when the National Guards moved in and they're like, OK, the electricity is on, like they get a certain amount of electricity every day. How are these people not like? Quick, turn on the radio. Quick, turn on the TV. See if there's any news. Right. Or why aren't they talking about it? Like, or what happened to well, you know? Maybe they're the or for that. Yeah, for that matter, maybe they're not interesting people. So why did they pick them to be our eyes and ears on the apocalypse? There's there's kind you of know, no the, one. That's the other thing. There's kind of no one I like ex- except for the 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 junkie. And the junkie was cool. The junkie and the barber <laughs> are the only two I like. Oh, and the barber, yeah, because he's got the uh, Breaking Bad cred. Mm-hmm. You know, no, he wasn't on Breaking Bad. Yeah, he was. Ruben Blades. The ba- the barber. Yeah. Wait, is that are we thinking of the same guy? The guy that brought them in during the riots. He was the uh, he was the cop at the uh, FBI or whatever the other. Wasn't he? I don't think so. I don't think he was in Breaking Bad. Oh man, but we'll check. check on that, but. It's been a while since I've seen it, but... What's his name, Ruben? Ruben Blades. Well, that's a weird thing. Because I don't know if I'm spelling it right. Dude, he was in Predator 2, man. Ruben Blades is a badass. Wait, am I thinking of somebody else, then? Oh, there he is, Ruben. I thought I was... Dang it, I I can't remember. Well, all right. (laughs) Let me see if... Pulling up the wiki. Well, while you're doing that, I'm anyway. just going to say, like, you know, you know the, the, the characters, um, I, I don't really care for any of the characters right now. I, I mean, the 
the, the only ones I like, like I said, are the ones that are more on the on the fringe. Like you know, the I like the junkie because he's right now he seems like the only one in the family who is suited for this environment because he's already seen the worst that humanity has to offer and he's already had to live by his wits and yeah. live in the worst types of conditions. Um, I like the I like Ruben Blades. Uh, yeah. Daniel, I think his name is the the barber, because it's like he 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 come like whatever country he came from, I forget, but he's also seen like some horrible stuff. Yeah, and he's he's ready for it. Like he's and not only has he seen it, but I guess he's also done it. He's done some stuff. Um, and then there's the the new guy that they introduced in the last episode. His name I think his name is Strand. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like this. I don't even know what, like, he, he he really hasn't, I mean, we've only seen a little bit of him, but just what little we've seen, I'm like, okay, this guy is interesting. Like, the people that are making it interesting are the ones that seem to be, like, ready to take on this new world. Yeah. Um, it, um my other, yeah, no, you're right about that. I, I can't remember which guy, I confused them with somebody, somebody else in Breaking Bad, but uh, maybe it's this guy. Nope, it's not that guy. <laughs> anyway, my other complaint about the show is just that, you know, for a show that, that's supposed to be about The Walking Dead, they haven't, they're not even in it. And they're trying to, I know they're trying to be clever, but I think what, what's really showing is that they don't have a budget. Well, and for the, I, the scale that they're trying to tell, their budget is not coming up. I would be okay with that if, if there was a like, if there was a slow burn about the show, like if we were now, I realize what the show, what I think the show should have been. Instead of focusing on yet another family or another group of survivors, mm-hmm. the show should have been like showing things from different perspectives. It should have been, you know, showing, um, you know, the government, the police, you know, or you know, like uh, civilians, like different groups of people. And everyone's different perspectives. Like maybe, you know, like yeah, where's the CDC? Where's yeah. you know, where um, where's FEMA? Where's where are the police? Where's where you know, always seen as the National Guard? Where's the you know, where are the, the like, where are the actors? Like where are all the famous people? I mean, we're in LA. Yeah, that's what. What, I, I think what is happening? Been... I mean, like this should have been. I mean, setting it in Los Angeles, they should have made it a broader show. They could, have, they could have just went for some of the obvious, you know, uh, trappings of Hollywood and just said, like, hey, we're on a, a film set, so-and-so got sick, they they sat down, they died, they came back as a walker. You know? Like, they could have just done stuff like that. And it's like, okay, I get that, you know, yeah, you're in Hollywood, and like, holy cow. And this isn't a movie, this is real. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been yeah. easy, like, I would have bought into it more, but now, it, but really, it's just like this. This is a show about anywhere, right? They're not showing really... us. Yeah, they're not showing us anything, <laughs> anything new. And then the anti-action in it too. Like they're like uh, the, the lady now. See, yeah, Ruben's uh, what wife? Mm-hmm. Um, she got hurt, and all you, all I could think is. She's going to die in turn and attack people in the house. But they're like, no, we took her out on a stretcher 
to a safe facility. And it's like, what? <laughs> you know, like, they took away the, you know, any kind of action. And then, like, you know, and then they saw, like, uh, maybe I'm spoiling some of this for you. I don't know if you saw it all, but... Oh, oh my god. Oh, like, what? Well, I'm, I'm current. Oh, you're okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, the other, um... They saw that house was flickering a light. Mm-hmm. And trying to send a signal for help, obviously. But not, and all the family was tempted to go out and do something, but they didn't. So then, like, what's the show about except for them just sitting along the sidelines and watching? Mm-hmm. And I was like, why, why, why are we watching these characters? You know, <laughs> what? And I, there's just so many, just so many logistical things about setting it in such a large city because, you know, I feel like we yeah. should be hearing like car alarms and we should be seeing fires and you know because things are going to start breaking down literally i mean things yeah. that require electricity to oh yeah to maintain safety and things like that i mean you know yeah they miss there should be like fires raging out of control in different parts of los angeles yeah yeah basically though i, I i'm giving the show a big thumbs down and i, I don't i honestly don't care what they do after this, I think it's still like they missed their opportunity at this point. Like they've they've already missed it because they're supposed to show us how it started, you know, and not the sidelines. Right. So. And and you know, and I don't even care how much about how much it or how it technically started, but I like I wanted to see more of things slipping. Yeah. You know, we started yeah, to see that we started to see that a little in the beginning, and then it was just like. After the the riot episode, oh yeah, it Plus, was like they, they just they did this whole time jump. How about almost. another, an even better character could have been a paramedic, you know, who's on the front lines and constantly seeing what's going on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, they they needed to have different points of view for yeah, this but, show. It should yeah. have just been, you know, oh let you know, let's focus on another group because it's like, well, we've already done that, right. Because then I also think, like, where's that going to leave it to when they they even said, like, oh, we're going to go out to the desert and wait this thing out. Like, are they going to go out to the desert or are they just going to get eaten, you know, because it's not. Well, that's the thing. Are, are they even going to be able to make it out of the city at this point? Right. It's, yeah. In fact, you know what I think, though? I, you're right. I think what they're going to do is they're going to stay behind the fence and then they're just going to use it as a home base. So, uh, yeah, and I'm Jared. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a. He must be on Internet Explorer. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, wait, yes, what, I'm late to the festivities. Uh, that's okay. What well, you, you know, it's perfect timing because we just finished our belly aching. Yeah, we were talking about Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, I didn't miss anything. So, yeah, you didn't yeah, miss anything. You, yeah, and then that's our recommendation on the show: is don't, don't. Bother. Don't watch it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's just it it, it it's well, a big miss. Me. I mean, I'm still gonna I'm gonna finish out the season, which is just I am too. Because I'm... Well, so, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say. I mean, I I'm 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 interested to see where you know how it's gonna end and where they're gonna what direction they're gonna right they're gonna go into. But I mean, yeah, it's a disappointment. Well, I'm a glutton for punishment. And that's why I'll continue to watch it. Um, 
because I also started watching the new Heroes Reborn. Oh, okay. Yeah, did you watch it at all? No, I haven't yet. I was going to wait until a couple were in the can and then... Um, all right. Well, I mean, I'll just give the, the quick summary because I don't want to talk about all these shows like in depth. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, Heroes Reborn is, you know, the the reboot of Heroes, the TV show. And that was, uh, you know, I think a show that I love to hate and hate watch, you know, for <laughs> all four seasons or whatever it was. And, um, and then it came back. And, and honestly, I think they started out. Uh, a little better than they left it. Um, but there's still things... It's still like... Yeah, it is too early to tell, but like they did two episodes and and they brought back... You know, Horn Rim Glasses is, is the main character. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're going to introduce an entirely new cast of uh, super-powered uh, people with appearances from some of the old cast. And, you know, I'm sure... And I already know that it includes Hiro Nakamura and um, Mohinder, which you know was my favorite catchphrase for the show. <laughs> that the show was Mohindered. But uh, <laughs> and then um, you know a couple other characters coming back too. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's not it's not horrible yet, so <laughs> I'm gonna give it a chance. I like the yet. It's not yet. horrible <laughs> yet. But it, yeah. You know, there's no uh, Peter Petrelli leaving his girlfriend in the future. You know, there's nothing like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so so far so good. I'll just say that it's just well, not so good, but just so far. <laughs> um, well, well, without and without spoiling anything, um, is there a is there a cheerleader appearance or mention? No. That's part of the horn. The horn rim glasses has his own personal mission. And it is, you know, has to do with Claire, the cheerleader. Mm. I heard what happened to her. Or didn't happen. Oh, really? I yeah. Just... That's the question. She, uh... But we know she's in Nashville. Yeah. So. <laughs> she and, and she had a baby with a boxer. So she... <laughs> she's not coming like, back. Get yeah, creative. She's... <laughs> yeah, she's not coming back. That should say. <laughs> No, but then um, other shows that are out now, Gotham. Gotham is back, season two. And uh, um, for as horrible as the season one became, mm-hmm. like it started out uneven, and then it became terrible, and then it had just ended, and we are like, thank God. <laughs> uh, season two started out, and it actually seemed a little bit more cohesive. Okay. And I've... Um, totally okay with uh, Barbara being a nutcase. Mm. Um, so, and they do, you know, they do some. They what they've done is to spoil for season one, but they wipe away the whole um, concept of the mafia, like in the storytelling. Like it just it moves to the, you know, that was season one. Season two is about all the villains now making their power plays, and we're talking about the crazy ones that. You know the Batman Rogue Gallery, and like basically now they're all moving to the front, and I think that's a good shift, and I think that's what the show needed all along. So I'm I'm thinking positive. I'm positive on it hmm. for now. I I was uh, yeah I I I was deciding I what to do. I I haven't watched any of it yet. Okay. Because 
the first season just left such a terrible taste in my mouth that I was adamant that I was not going to come back for season two. It was terrible. Until I heard one way or the other. Yeah. So, well, maybe I'll give the, maybe I'll, you know, give it a, you know, give it a, we'll a watch. See. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, and then, you know, last and what, not least, uh, maybe least, um, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season three. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize it started. <laughs> it just started the other night. Oh no. And, um, I, uh, here's where I'm at with it. I'm probably just gonna remove it from the DVR. Oh wow. Yeah. Agents of Snore is where, that's where I'm at with it. It is so boring to me. Really? Yeah, I, you know, it's the same, uh, dry dra- drama that they've done for two years where they're, you know, it, it starts out with this like five minute intro and it's like they're rescuing, uh, a newly discovered inhuman. And you're like, oh, wow, that's that's pretty cool. There's some good action stuff, you know. And then the rest of the episode is like the guy's in a, in a cell. Random people go in and talk to him about it. They talk to each other about it. They talk to a different group that's also hunting in humans. And everybody's just talking to each other in it. And it's like, this is boring. Like, And the saddest part, this is probably the nail in the coffin for me, but um, Agent May is not on at least for the first half of the year. Because she's in a different show on ABC. Uh, for real? For real. The character? So yeah, the character, Agent that'd May. That'd be hilarious. Like, Agent May is like, she's on Blackish. Oh, that'd be awesome if she appeared as Agent May. Yeah. <laughs> but Janine, you mean just the actress is committed to another show? Yeah, so she's How could they not do on that? this season. That is and, so crazy. And then the other character, you know, the Fitzsimmons combo, the science nerd kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl, she was. Apparently, she was transported to another planet. Um, she is also not going to be in the show for the first half of the year because she is also on a different show on ABC. So they took two of their main characters off the show. And I'm just like, what? Like, that just you know, makes no sense. No, I was like, you know what? I think I'm done with this show. Like, I think I really think I am. Like I'm not I'm not wow. even gonna be hate watching anymore because I just don't even it's not even worth my my time to hate it. So Good and for you, Scott. Yeah. And it's all the it's all they still do all the call outs. Like if you're you know, they, they do the callbacks to the movies. Oh, you should have saw what happened in Avengers two, you know. I mean they might as well just say that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Oh, we're still real and you know, the whole public's still reeling from Avengers two. And it's like oh, uh. <laughs> Yeah. So it's the uh, the ham-fisted setup for uh, Captain America. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's like them trying to make because well, think somehow about makes the TV show valid. Yeah. When the season ends, it will lead into Civil War, won't it? Probably, but um, yeah, it probably will. But like their handoffs in the past haven't been very very much either. Uh, last season. Um, you know how Avengers 2 opened up and they were, they were like, uh, chasing the guy down to get the staff? I heard. Staff. Uh. You heard? No. No, I heard there was a tie-in. That, like, they... the, the tie-in was that Coulson was getting yelled at by somebody, and then he's like, oh, excuse me, i got to take a phone call. And then he's on the phone with so-and-so about the staff. And then, uh. they're like, and then that was it. That was the handoff. 
Excuse me, I have to take this uh, phone call. Yeah. So it was more talking. Theaters this Friday. Yeah, it was more talking, basically. Back to the plot. Yeah. Um, May 6th is when the uh, the Civil oh, War yeah. film comes out. So okay, that's that's, that's all about time. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you have it. That's my uh, TV wrap up. It stinks. It's not. It's not great so far. <laughs> well, that's uh, because the good shows haven't started yet. Exactly. Flash starts next Tuesday. Oh, good. So we have uh, Flashcast coming up next week. Um, when's Walking Dead start? Not. Not the spin-off. The regular one. Uh, yeah. October uh, 11th, 10th or 11th, I think. Yeah, oh, okay. 11th, I right. believe. So, yeah, 11th. Yeah. There you go. Well, so, yeah. Back. Just give it Jeez. a minute. I mean, at this point, I'm even looking forward to Arrow. Oh, Arrow's, Arrow's going to be better by, by I'd far. like to get into Arrow, and this might finally be the chance. Maybe, maybe Arrow is doing like a Star Trek thing where... Only the like in Star Trek, only, oh, yeah. only the even movies were good. Maybe yeah. in in Arrow, only the even seasons will be good. That's possible. Because <laughs> season two was great, season three was kind of a mess. So, <sighs> I've so. always enjoyed the characters when they appeared on Flash, but I've never been able to get into the show itself. Yeah, no, the the crossovers are great. Um, you know, as far as like, like the the arrow characters interacting with the flash characters um the the arrow show on its own is it's very hit or miss for me you know i mean i i i'm arrow. i've watched it three three seasons in a row now but you know it's still enjoyable but just in like it it peaks and valleys you know peaks yeah, and valleys arrow i pretty much i pretty much just wait for him to say <clears throat> that something failed Every week, you, know, you have failed the city. I have failed the city. I've failed you. This island that we lived on fails me. You know, it's pretty much, you know. Duke, you have failed this podcast. <laughs> I have failed this podcast. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that's fun. I read a book <laughs> while I was uh, off the air. What'd you read? I, I didn't have something for the show, and now I do have something for the show. I read um, Sex Criminals number 12. Now, I have no idea how recent this particular issue is in the run of the, the Sex Criminals series. I think it's fairly recent. Yeah, I think it is. I, uh, I had a moment there where I was perusing the drive, the aforementioned drive, where we get preview books. And so I did my, uh, my duty as a podcast host in the comics journalism and uh, read a review issue that was sent to us. And I see what all the fuss is about. Now, I mind you, this is the first one I read. Oh, it's wow. It's 12. Nice. I have no idea who the characters are. I have no idea what's going on. This is not a jump-in issue by any stretch. But, you know, I, I think we've all in our comics reading lives that have come across those types of comics. You just got to jump in. You just like jump that. in. You just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to start at the beginning with everything. That gets boring. So I jumped yeah. in with some random issue of sex criminals. And um, it was, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, I see what all the fuss is about. It's definitely got all the, at least this particular issue, had all the, the tropes of a comic. You know, the, the the fantastic magical elements, but for a very X-rated uh, audience. It's almost like if Joss Whedon made a show for Skinamax. Is how I would describe okay. this this comment this issue I read. Um, it had this really cool like juxtaposition of 
there's this professor giving a lecture like on female sexuality, a very earnest lecture, and then it cuts in between these scenes with these with this like bizarre uh, demon. And I, I gotta watch this. We are still a family show. <laughs> Born out of um, Jaculate. And uh, mm. huh. and so there's these two characters, a guy and a girl, and they're like trying to ward off this monster. And they're in some weird house. And it's just them trying to avoid this ejaculate-born demon. <laughs> and they find, and they run into like this basement, and there's like this bizarre sex toy down there. And there's some other characters. There appears to be some sort of shadow organization of some sort. And we meet the lady who seems to be the head of that, I'm guessing. Okay. And had a very interesting, like, freezing time while she congregates with her henchmen during oh, yeah. a, uh, an illicit act, which was a uh, interest. Like, it's these, you know, the same, all the concepts, we, stuff we see in comics, like, oh, that's cool. Only this time with, uh, kind of lingus involved. <laughs> um, and so, it, 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 it's, it's, I see the high. It's very funny. It's, well drawn. It was certainly interesting. There's some. I don't know who these characters are. I don't know what's going on. This one guy. I'm not sure what his hangup is with his girlfriend. There's a bunch of dudes that show up in some dream of his, and I said I, I definitely did not come in at a point where it was you know, holding my hand. But you know, it was certainly a, a fun read, and I'm. I would be interested to uh, check out what I missed. I know well, it's a well-regarded book. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely have the first two volumes on the drive, um, within like in the, it's, those are actually in a folder. Um, so I, yeah, I've, I've, I've read the first two volumes and I, I enjoy it quite a bit. Cool. Well, I will, uh, look into that and perhaps, oh, there it is. There it is. Well, then I can hop on it. Cause I would imagine if I tried to hunt these issues down, it'd probably cost me a pretty penny. They, yeah, you can't, you can't find them before, yeah, under probably five, you know, five, ten bucks an issue at this point, especially since they announced the, the deal that Matt Fraction <laughs> and Kelly Sue DeConnick got with, uh, I forget the, the company, but, you know, they, they, you know, they're, they're developing, there's, you know, I think they're developing sex criminals for some sort of television, whether it's like, <laughs> good luck, network, or, oh, it's, I'm sure it's going to be like <laughs> yeah. cable or, you know, Maybe Netflix. Can you get away with that? I don't know. What, what can you get away with on Netflix? You can get away with a lot. Um, yeah. Swinging dicks? Maybe. Um, I don't know. Well, I feel like... This book had them. I don't... I, I don't, can't remember if I've ever seen any full frontal, but I have... I mean, like, you know, I've I watched you know, three seasons of House of Cards, and that's, you know, it's pretty explicit. It, that, that's just like watching something on HBO or... Showtime or with, uh, well maybe I don't know I mean I don't recall ever seeing it but maybe you can I don't know maybe you're just not looking Dan that could very well be always got to so, keep your eye out for a swinging day <laughs> so I, I you got to you, you literally keep your eye on the ball <laughs> did you guys hear about uh, issue eleven of Sex Criminals the, the yeah the bagged sketch cover yeah the bagged sketch covers mm-hmm. the um, they sketched their own, and they did like a thousand of them, I think. Yeah, it was Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky. They they each just made like random sketches right. <laughs> on them. So, 
So I guess part of the story is is that they had these thousand books and they they drew all over them and they did all these. Oh, they they put stickers on them. That was the backstory. Is they they were they were drawing these covers and they were getting tired. So they're like, let's go eat. And then they they were at a like a drugstore next door and they ended up buying packs of stickers. You know, like with Marvel characters and DC. You know, like heroes. And they were slapping them on the covers and then drawing funny stuff around them. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> they turned them all in to be to be shipped. And their lawyers were like, you can't do that. And so then they had to put the book on hold so that they could print new issues to replace the ones that they damaged, basically, <laughs> that were unsellable. And then they had to draw again. Oh, man. Yeah, something like something. To I that did not hear that story. That is hilarious. Yeah, apparently they sabotaged themselves doing it the first time, and they had to redo a bunch like, of them. Like not even intentionally, to not even realize they that. they were just tired, and they thought if we put stickers on it, it'll speed up the process. Like instead oh. of drawing something on every cover. So. So that that was probably a good idea, just not using, but not using licensed <laughs> character <laughs> stickers. <Right. laughs> so a word a word to the wise out there. So I guess that they had to put the entire uh, book on hold to print up, you know, however many hundreds they had to replace. So, you know, 35,000 copies had to wait while, you know, a few hundred got reprinted. Wow. Or something. I don't so know. So they had to redraw the... all those covers? Yeah, I guess so. I don't, I, I think. Ah. But, yeah, it's just some some weird. <laughs> They're probably like halfway into the, into the sketching all these you know, thousand covers, and they're like, yeah, this seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> it's probably best to make a phone call first, <laughs> I would think. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. uh, I got a book I can talk about real quick. Actually, I, I bought the first issue of this uh, a month or two ago, and I completely forgot about talking about it. And I think that was probably around the time that we were, you know, really kind of diving headfirst into Wizard World. Um, mm-hmm. But I bought this... Uh, we had this book at the store called Gears and Bones, and it was put out by this uh, indie comic company called Guardian Guardian Knight Comics. And uh, two, so I, uh, two issues have come out so far. The, the second issue just came out, I think, a week or two ago. And... <laughs> I have, <laughs> it's interesting, okay, so it, it's like this anthropomorphic steampunk fa- sci-fi fantasy story, like revenge story, and I'm still trying to, I'm I'm still trying to follow along, like two issues in, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on, <laughs> um, but it's so damn pretty to look at, like the uh, art is... So nice. It's so much fun to, I mean, just whoever this artist, um, uh, what's his name? The cover looks great. Uh, Osvaldo Montpellier, Montpellier, I'm sure I'm, Montpellier, I'm sure I'm butchering this name, but let's just call, well, his nick, I guess his nickname is Montos. Let's just call him okay. Montos. Montos. Osvaldo's, Osvaldo Montos Montpierre. Um, yeah, it's just, 
just a just a gorgeous book to look at. But there's so much going on in these first two issues that it's really hard to a it's hard to follow the story because they kind of not, I'm totally okay with being dropped in the middle of you know like first issue not really knowing everything and finding it out finding it out as you go. Mm-hmm. But there was something about this when it first started. There was an expectation that you were going to understand what was going on in this, in this, uh, like I said, this sci-fi uh, steampunk and uh, world um, that has and. like has dragons, but also has guns and. Uh, yeah, it looks like rabbit. Yeah, the the, the, the main character is a he's a. He's like a rabbit, and he's a pirate. He's um, like yeah. Every character, I mean, it's like, again, it's it's all animals. It's rabbits yeah. and bears and um, oh my, oh my, and uh, gorillas. Um, Gibbon, uh, Griff, Griffin, Griffin, Gibbons. I forget what they're called. <laughs> um, Griffins, like the the, the, yeah, the, the master. Mythology, yes. Yeah, yeah, Griffins. <laughs> yeah, you know, Griffins, the things at the zoo. Um, <laughs> frogs, lizards, snakes. I mean, they never come out. Um, they down when you go to the zoo. This, like, I don't want to not get this because I, I love the art so much, but I, at the same time, I'm like, oh my god, I really don't know what's going on here. Um, and <laughs> it does look pretty crazy. All we know is that, like, the, the, the main character is named the, the rabbit. The pirate rabbit character, his name is Bones. He's the protagonist, and he's on this this mission, this personal mission. He's seeking revenge against someone or some somebody or people that have taken something from him. Um, and maybe he's been, I don't know if it's because he's a pirate or what, he's been falsely accused of something, and he's considered a fugitive. Um, and then in the second issue, he's trying to kill the king like I, but I, you don't know if he's being set up to do this and um yeah just like I said there's just a lot of story going on here and it, it, it's it's a lot to follow and I think because all the characters are animals and there are so many I mean the again the art is so jam packed with characters and action it's really hard to follow the flow of the story but i'll tell you the um i want to keep i want to keep getting it (laughs) yeah the the image of the dragon that is sleeping with the town built on it yeah that's impressive yeah that's what i'm saying yeah their whole town is built on a sleeping dragon that's Mm -hmm. that's nuts Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah, just for the art alone, I am, uh, I'm in. Uh, hopefully, they'll fine tune the storytelling. So, mm. that's cool. Yeah, no, they have a Facebook page too. I was checking that out too. Um, it's per- it, it looks good. I, I may have to look for that myself. You know, just. Mm-hmm. It looks crazy enough to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm 
the art is really doing it for me, but um yeah. Um I have a question for Jared. I can't remember if you if you read this or not, but Jared I'm here. If you were there. Um, <laughs> I am here. He's so quiet. Now, um The Amazing Spider Man Renew Your Vows. Did you read that? I read the first issue then I bailed on it. That's probably the right move. (laughs) (laughs) Not my sixth sense for this stuff is pretty strong anymore. (laughs) Uh, It was a nice story, but I think it's a lot of... I'm probably going to talk about all five in in a way here. Amazing Spider-Man, Renew Your Vows, um, you know, from the creative mind of Dan Slott, and... um, like I read all, I read the last three issues all together. So, but basically, it's an else, it's it's like an else world story, but it's Marvel. It's but a battle I, world. It's battle world, so anything can happen. Um, <laughs> but in, in in this reality, uh, Spider-Man decides not to help the Avengers on a mission when they were being the city was being attacked by a uh, villain called Regent, and this guy completely wiped the Avengers out. So, the heroes went into hiding, uh, Spider-Man retired, and then, you know, him and Mary Jane are married, and they have their daughter, who also has, of course, spider powers, and, um, so he's just trying to be a good dad, you know, in this story, and, um, but eventually it, um, push comes to shove, and, and Regent finds out that there's other you know, there's still, Spider-Man's still out there and he wants him. So, uh, what we find out by the end of the story is that, uh, Regent absorbs superpowers. He captures the hero and then siphons their powers off and uses them for himself, um, until they die. And, uh, so, uh, he needed Spider-Man. He's like, I need Spider-Man. He's the last, he's the last piece of the puzzle. Only then can I face you know, face God and confront him, which he means Dr. Doom. Ah, okay. Yeah, if you know Battleworld. And I was like, that was actually the most interesting part of it. I was yeah. like, that's cool. Well, of course, then... Villain's motivation actually has me rooting for him. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, I realize he just assassinated all my favorite heroes, but his <laughs> intentions, you know... no, They're I, like knockoffs of all my favorite heroes. Yeah, they're all knockoffs anyway. You know, they're <laughs> not my heroes. So. Um... So, of course, Spider-Man defeats him, though. And I'm like, ah, oh. you know, like, I would have rather seen him win and then go fight Doom and see what happened. Um, so we, so we'll never know, you know, as one of those. Um, but, uh, Spider-Man teamed up with, uh, the non-powered heroes. Like, uh, Hawkeye was leading a resistance group. Okay. And, um, he used, Hawkeye gave him an arrow that would, uh, disrupt his, uh, connection back to his mainframe. And, uh, that, that tapped all the powers. And, uh, so basically Spider-Man and his daughter took Regent out and, and, you know, freed the city from his, you know, from his, uh, I don't Watches. know, his rule. So, okay. and, and then that was it. And then that was the end of the story. They were just like, oh, well, hey, uh, pass the syrup. Yeah, like that was the last uh, page. Yeah, they uh, were just like, "Hey, uh, so five ending. issues of that." So like yeah, just twenty for, bucks. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I was like, twenty oh. bucks for nothing. 
Yeah, for them to just go, oh, this doesn't go anywhere else. That was just the fun little story we wanted to do. Da, da, it wasn't da, da, even da. that fun, it sounds like. Oh, and it was just brings... a little story. I feel like I'm in gripe mode tonight. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I got it. Let it let it all out, Duke. That's where that's what this is my therapy session. That's what we're here for. <laughs> um, but any Marvel comic this month um, came with an insert right on the staple, right in the middle of the book. And I swear I read three different Marvel comics this month, and they were two-page spreads, and and they stapled this damn advertisement and broke up a two-page spread in three different books that I read. I don't know how many they did it to, but are you kidding me? Like, like plan it out a little bit. <laughs> oh, Marvel, plan something out. Yeah, plan something out. What? Yeah. They wing it. That's why Secret Wars will eventually end. Well, well, that's it might why be over yeah, in time in for their December. next event. Yeah, the 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 new the new thing that they're doing is like next week, and then but the end of the thing that they're doing now is in December, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! The all new, all different start this month. Yeah, it starts this month, but the like, Secret Wars doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't Wars end. Like, yeah. Is it even halfway through? Yes, because like, we got issue six. We got issue five. I thought was last yeah, month. It, yes, and, and, on six. and it's okay. going to be it's going to go nine issues. Yeah, because they tacked Marvel. on an extra one. Oh, Marvel! Um, Who didn't see that? It'll take us four more months or whatever to find out. Even though it was a biweekly book, but you know whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really supposed to be biweekly. I think it was originally. Yeah, that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> And then they still have their other stories that are still wrapping up, you know, from the old, like Silver Surfer, which I I've enjoyed. Yeah, enjoyed. But it is still in the old. It's still in the old world. Yeah, yeah. So it'll end, and then just in time to come back in the new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but Marvel, don't don't staple yeah. in the middle of a two page spread. Like I'm trying to read it, and I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't go from one. Thought to the next, you know, panels. So what was the, the insert? Just previews of upcoming books? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was the, uh, it was the double gatefold, fold out, you know, pay you, charge you an extra dollar. Um, like Extraordinary X-Men number one coming out in October. Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. October. Chewbacca. And then some ad- other advertisements and it folds out and more advertisements. Iron Man, Spider-Man 29, Silk, Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen. All things that we've already heard about and we don't really need in the middle of the book while I'm reading it. (laughs) I'm trying to think think what books I am looking forward to from the all-new, all-different Marvel. Spider-Gwen, for sure. Silver Surfer, when it eventually comes out. Yeah, oh, and they're keeping the same creative team. Yeah, I'm kind of... With, with, and I've talked about this in weeks past with uh, financial uh, concerns weighing heavy on the pool list. I, I'm kind of just going to the top of my head pool list. If I can think of a book off the top of my head, then yeah. I, I'm going to keep getting it. But yeah, I'm getting yeah. so many books I can't remember I'm getting them, and they're probably not that strong. And I, think, I probably don't need to keep getting them. I think when this all shakes out, Marvel's only going to make money from me off of Star Wars books. That's Honestly. good enough. Good enough for them. What's that? That's good enough for them. That's good oh, enough for them. Oh, by the way, Scott, yeah. Star Wars books are going to be seven ninety nine an issue now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Twelve pages of story, thirteen pages of ads. 
The House of Ideas strikes again. Oh my god. So yeah, that's my gripe, and uh, yeah, I, I I know we always t- we you know uh, we always talk big about you know the Spider-Man stories like last summer and everything, and I just thought I felt like we had to bring you know just speak on renew your vows a little bit, um, and it does still dance a lot. You know he loves to do that with his his endings. He wraps it up really quick, and he did it in this one as well. Like halfway through issue five, it's like psh, it's done, you know. Like, quick fix, you know, they get them with the arrow or whatever, and it's over. Yeah. So, you know, and that's his, that's just his thing. That's how he writes, I guess. I don't know. But, and, and I know it's coming, but you know what? I do enjoy the ride. I'll say that. Well, there I'll you go. For, you got to that. his credit. You know, I enjoy, I enjoy the, uh, the, the, what he spins. Um, no pun intended. No, no pun intended. <laughs> but I, but I thought this this ending was disappointing because it doesn't lead to anything else. So it's a it's essentially a throwaway battle world story, which is a bummer. Which I think the they big, all were. Yes. I mean, even this kind of young stuff. Yeah, I uh, I stopped picking that up because it was kind of dull. What's that? Like the Scotty Young book? Um, oh yeah, the a- AVX or whatever yeah. it was. I yeah. stopped buying that because I found it dull. It's gonna be another throwaway, and I th- I had I hate to say it, but um. And I, I picked up A Force was one I picked up too that I because everybody you know they oh said God. it's going to continue. I forgot all about A Force. A Force, you know, it's another book that's supposed to continue after Battle World. However, issue five is going to wrap up the first story arc, and I can tell you now that that story arc will have no gravity towards anything else. You know, it just won't. It's just not. It's not going to matter. And then they're going to be like, issue six is coming out. Oh my god! But we should call it issue one again. Yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. So. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, and rant. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. Well, that's a good. Let's let's switch gears real quick for a a fun. Uh, oh yeah. A fun end to the show. So we um, right before the show, I, I threw it out there on social media, like. Hey, we're getting ready to record the show tonight. Throw some stuff at us. Um, so, in you know, in true fashion, you know, our friends hit us up. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask uh, uh, Link. Um, our friend Link uh, sent us a question. I'm gonna ask his first because I think that's the easier one or the one that you know will uh, go the quickest. Yeah. Uh, okay. So he asks, "What's your favorite Rob Liefeld comic?" Um, now. He never got back to me. I I asked him, you know, does it have to be just 100% created by Liefeld, or is it something just anything that he worked on? So I would think anything that he. Contributed. I think yeah, I would say it's it yeah, it could go either way. So, um, who wants to jump in on that? Uh, I'll jump. Um, I'm going to say New Mutants. Um, he revitalized the book. He invented tons of new characters, and. You know, that's that's when I, you know, that was before everybody, criti- he was so, everybody was so critical, everybody's so critical of him now, or, you know, or in the 90s especially, but that was before, that was when everybody's like, this guy is exactly, this is the new Todd McFarlane, mm-hmm. and, you know, it was Eyes of Wonder, you know, at that time, and uh, so that that's mine. Uh, I would have to say, uh Picking up where you left off, for me personally, it would be: uh, Are we going single issue or just like title 
Like run on title? Um, whatever. Either run way. on title, X Force. Because yeah. I was, for me, I was probably, I don't know, 10, 11 during that, maybe 12, I forget. But uh, I definitely remember those books as they were happening. And I, I was aware of New Mutants, but I didn't really have a bunch of those to know it. And so, like, the X-Force stuff, I definitely remember that phenomena. And so, for me, that sticks out as, yeah. like, the pinnacle. Uh, I'm going to go back even before New Mutants and X-Force. Um, I'm going to say the original five-issue Hawk and Dove miniseries from DC. Yeah. It's that, legendary. Yeah, yep. that it was um, <laughs> written by um, Barbara and Carl Kessel. And he and because I, Hawk and Dove, I do nothing about them. Like you know, this and this is back when I was just I was still buying comics on spinner racks at you know pharmacies and grocery stores. Um, I remember seeing the first issue of Hawk and Dove on the on the rack, and I'm like, I don't know what this is, but it looks really awesome. And I knew very little about DC other than you know. Superman, Batman, Justice League, whatever. I maybe knew a little bit about the Teen Titans, but I, I certainly knew nothing about Hawk and Dove being part of the Teen Titans. Yeah. Um, but I just remember looking at this art, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this art is really just amazing. It was so, you know, it's just so different than what I had seen up to that point, uh, or just you know had this, you know, this energy, this kinetic. Uh, this kinetic feel about it. And that was, you know, that was when I kind of first became, you know, uh, uh, I was, I guess a fan. I mean, yeah. you know, as, as critical as I've been of him in the past and, you know, and I mean, we've, we've discussed this ad nauseum, but, um, you know, I, I think he's one of those guys that is some part of what he does or what he has done in the past is always going to resonate with me as, you know, from, you know, just from from being a kid and first discovering his his style, right? Because, I mean, he really wasn't that much older than than we were when he started out, right? I mean, he was practically he was still practically a kid himself. He was a, I mean, he was a teenager. I'm pretty, pretty yeah. He was sure. like barely like nineteen, twenty, twenty one years old, something like yeah. that. He got yeah. started. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I would say the yeah the Hawk and Dove miniseries for me was where I, you know, first really kind of jaw dropping, like, holy crap, this, this is different. <laughs> Very nice. And I don't think in, you know, I, I don't think he really went back to DC for a long time. He was a Marvel, you know, he was with Marvel for so long. And then, yeah, I think I, he did. I want to say he actually did a, an issue of, remember that three issue, um, event from TC called uh, Invasion. Oh, yeah. I th- I'm going to say he did, like... Did he do the covers for that? that well, I think McFarlane, McFarlane did. Yeah. But I think he... Like, I think the first issue was one of those... It was, like, broken down into chapters. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I'm right. pretty sure he did one of the chapters. Nice. Yeah, I can't remember. Let's see. But... All the power of the internet. So yeah, the uh, 
the the next question, which is is a little more uh, thought provoking, <gasps> comes from comes from our friend Nick Marino, and what did Nick say? It had to do with <laughs> what doesn't Nick say? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I lost it. Does anybody have it up on... Yeah, here it is. You want to read it, Duke? If you could cosplay as one member of the Avengers, who would it be and why? Your costume has to be homemade, and you have to wear it in public. I would go as Dr. Druid, because it's the only way my uh, giant red unitard would ever get any use. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. Um, I probably would go with, uh, because it's homemade, I'd probably go with Captain America, and that's because he has a mask, and I could cover my face in shame at the uh, <laughs> the quality of material. Yeah, and I and I I did kind of um, want to you know want him to specify you know when he said you know you have to wear it in public, and it does sound like it, it, he said to Kmart. Yeah, so it does sound like we would have to wear it out at least somewhere in like actual public not just oh at a con or a you know he means the public like a comic book store like work where to work i guess i get you know anywhere that's not like a con or a a comic book store or any kind of event where other people might be dressed up too i wear too i got a wedding coming up in a couple weeks (laughs) (laughs) um is it gonna be dan it's tough. I mean, especially if you're, if you're saying like, I mean, first of all, there's, I mean, how many dozens of Avengers? And I thought to be like, it, it, in my mind, I'm thinking, I think it has to be pre Bendis, because if because it's like the the old school, like the uh... well, yeah, I mean, at least up to a certain point, because because once Bendis took over, and basically everybody became an Avenger. Yeah, he took all the all Marvel's top properties and said they're Avengers. Yeah, so like almost like being Avenger became a little less special because I mean, for crying out loud, even Daredevil was an Avenger for like a brief period of time. I was an Avenger once. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> little known fact. Yeah. So he, he was on the uh, Williamsport Coast team, right? <laughs> Something. <laughs> I think um, during the initiative. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was that was the uh, the Pennsylvania team. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's really tough. Um, I guess we have, in, in, you know, I'm taking, I'm also taking my my body type into consideration too. I'm like, well, it can't be anything too, you know, I I wouldn't want to wear anything too tight or spandexy out because you know I'm a big guy. So. Not the Hulk then. See, you won't be too you, tight or spandexy. Definitely not. See, the I Hulk. know the the Dan Dan did dress up in for Halloween as the Hulk. That is true. That is yeah. true. I did. Yeah, years ago, I did dress up with my Hulk hands and. Spray. That was for Halloween. That was with a reason. So. That's right. I I went to the Hard Rock Cafe where they were having a Halloween contest. Ah, yeah. So I blended in quite nicely. Nice. Um, maybe I would do some cor- some sort of like. I think I would like get some, get a bunch of boxes, a bunch of duct tape, and some gold and red spray paint, and just make myself an Iron Man armor. <laughs> just get a bunch of shoe boxes and a bunch of like I said, a bunch of duct tape. 
maybe some some LED lights <laughs> and just I, uh, you know. I want to change mine. I, I just spray paint myself the same colors as the vision. There you go. <laughs> just totally go out like that with like yellow swim trunks and a cape. No, I would never do that. You should. You go to New York next week. Do that. Yeah, I'm going to do that for Crystal can help NYCC. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Crystal so right so final answers. I'm going to be Iron Man. I would be Cap. I would go with Cap. You're still going with Cap. Yeah. And Jared, you're still you're going with Doctor Druid. All day. Now wait. All now day. now wait a second. Doctor Druid has that has that weird. Now would you go like. Half, Classic Druid. Like half bald cap in the middle because he's got he's got like hair on the sides and he's got that Well cap. here's what I'd have to do. I would have to shave that part off and then just glue it around my face for the goatee. Uh, okay, that's what I was saying, because he's gonna he's got that like kind of funky pointy goatee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm aware. Ooh, okay. now Alright, how about and this? I'm not going question. for this uh sexed up like young looking Doctor Druid or this animated felt Doctor Druid. I'm going for fat bastard Doctor Druid. <laughs> How about this now? If you could have the costume of anyone, like in the Avengers, so your your costume is not handmade, but it's a quality product provided to you. I mean, would you go Iron Man armor? You mean like like the real thing, like if the it real existed thing. in real world? Yeah. So well, then you why wouldn't we go? Iron, why the hell wouldn't we want the Iron Man suit then? Who wouldn't want the Iron Man suit? It'd be like wearing mm-hmm. a smartphone. <laughs> Freaking hand lasers, Scott. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but I have to admit, there's for me personally, there's always been something about I completely forgot about this until you mentioned Doctor Druid because Doctor Druid and um, the Black Knight kind of had this I wouldn't say relationship, but they were kind of buddies at yeah. some. Yeah. And oh, but Black Knight. Oh my God, Black so much Knight went over there. <laughs> the, the the Black Knight was always one of my favorite. Like kind of like um, he was almost like an underdog in the a Avengers. minor character. Yeah, he really he really couldn't do much. Like he had that he had that magic sword, but if he ever drew blood with it, he cursed himself. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of liked him too. Other than that, he was just a normal guy. But he and yeah. he he pined he pined for the wasp too. Like he was in love with the wasp, but she oh. was always like either you know I think at first she just didn't know. But You're then, too nice, Black Knight. But then, yeah, she's like, I like you like a friend, and I like you like an Avenger, and that's about it. I mean, the guys that rough me around. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think when oh, he finally swatted. did. I don't know. Because <laughs> she's a wasp. He's like, well, if you smack my ass with a fly swatter, I might be into it. <laughs> but wow. I think I think when he finally, I think he did eventually, like, come forward and, like, express himself, and she's like, nah, not really. Not so much. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of like, oh, and then. When was it? So, yeah, he had that like terrible armor at some point because he he did he was cursed and it was like his body was something was happening to his body and he had to wear this like special armor but it was really terrible looking. Oh. Oh, and, and then yeah. and then, and then in, he had a leather jacket. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Then he had the the leather jacket and, right. and the laser sword. But they all had leather jackets. It was the nineties. Yeah, but he got rid of his his magic sword and he had like. Some sort of stupid-looking laser sword, almost as stupid as Cap's energy shield at that time. Oh yeah, remember that? Mm-hmm. So wow, we've really didn't. Um, 
We've really Which gone. is nuts from Mars. Kill Raven have that same laser sword or energy shield. I don't know. the Googles. Kill Raven. Oh, I, did you see that? Um, they released some steel images of uh, from Jessica Jones, speaking of Kill Ravens. And David Tennant's not purple. He's wearing a purple scarf. But he's not, not purple? A, no, he's not purple. Oh. Heart broken. Come on. I know. You could have had some balls there, Marvel. We could have gone for yeah. it. Well, it makes it dopey palatable, but you didn't. Now, now let's be fair. Let's. We've only seen the one picture. Maybe he makes people think he doesn't look purple. That could oh, be. He does have that's... he does have the mind control powers. Maybe he. Right. Maybe it's an illusion. Yeah. So let's. Maybe uh, that, they may use it as an effect. You know, when he uses his power, he gets a purple. Oh, there you purple go. A's. Yeah. Or maybe they just thought that if you have the tenth doctor and you paint him purple, it's just silly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, awesome. it, it, it may just be something that, yeah, we just have not seen yet, so. Alright. Well, we'll find out. When's that thing but, come out? November? Something like that. Alright. So we all have to quit our jobs for a week and then binge it and then <laughs> yeah. discuss it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. grovel. <laughs> Alright. Another question um, from. Uh, friend of the show, Colin McMahon, uh, here it turns out I wasn't talking about Prez too much, because he enjoyed me talking about Prez. Prez is good. Love Prez. Can't get enough of it. I think I'm caught up, though. I, I mentioned four briefly in the last episode. Uh, but yeah, it, but probably best book DC's putting out right now. And then uh, he asked what, you know, we were uh, crapping in DC's mouth the other week, so he asked what we were doing about Mar- what we about Marvel. Ironically enough, we already crapped in their mouth this week. So. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I think I think we kind of I think we just kind of went over yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I and don't then, think uh, I mean I I think they each have their their missteps. Um, right. I, I think DC's is a little bigger because they, what you know, Marvel does their soft reboots, whereas DC likes to play scorched earth, and you know redo everything, but then, but then they don't commit to it. Or they only commit to certain sections of the DC universe, and they don't, you know, it's like they, they, they have certain children that they love and pay a lot of attention to, and other children that they're like, eh, go ahead and oh, play, okay. go, go, go play in traffic. Yeah. Wait, which one are you talking about now? DC. That, I think that could apply to both. Well, no, I think, I mean, I, I think Marvel Ask takes more chances is. with, but I, I'm just talking about in general, like, as far as the, the books that they put out. I mean, Marvel definitely, I think, takes more chances and gives books at least a little bit more time to breathe and I find think, an audience than DC yeah. does. I'd love to see a breakdown of demographics, but I think Marvel's audience is probably younger and more, screw, I'll say, more liberal. Whereas the impression I get from DC, maybe like more diverse. Yeah, but no, I'm going to say politically more liberal. And then DC's, I think, is a little more older and conservative. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might—I mean, might not necessarily be voting for Donald Trump, but I, I think in general they're—they're they're more traditionalists, if you will. Yeah, it's like it's—they have their there's like Batman readers and then everyone else. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I'm a Batman reader, but no, I am yeah. too. But I'm just saying, like, that's all they have. Right. Yeah, it is really. Awesome. That's why I'm surprised Prez has lasted so long because it doesn't have Batman. 
it, like, they made I, us think there might be Batman, and then they're like, Whoop, nope, no, it's not Batman. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like for you know, like like I said, I, I feel like I mean, you know, Marvel's not perfect, and they're not immune from making bad decisions, but I feel like their line overall is more like level. Like there's there's you know, it's just a little more like it's well rounded, and in, 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 in for the most part. Whereas, like I said, DC is just so uneven. It's like, uh, it's like everyone loves Batman. Here's a little bit of Superman, and then here's the rest of our line. I, I don't think that they have the conviction in their uh, editorial overtop, their creative uh, heads. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're publishers, they're editor in chiefs. Mm-hmm. The Dio. I don't think has enough conviction to be bold that the creative heads at Marvel seem to have. Well, and then, and then and I think because they venture into that stuff with that lack of conviction, it, it fails to catch on. Mm-hmm. Well, and then and then when they do try to do something different, like with Prez and Cyborg and Starfire and We Are Robin and uh, Omega Men and Midnighter, then they label it the you know instead of embracing it, it's now labeled you know, the Batgirling of DC Comics, like, almost like a, in a derogatory way, like... And I think that's a cyclical thing with the uh, their fan base. But I also think, it, again, because it, it also comes back, I think, to how they push it. Um, it's like, here's something new we're doing, but eh, we kind of know. Like, I, I feel it's half-hearted. Yeah, that, exactly. Half-hearted. Like, they, they... That's what I'm saying. Like, they won't commit to... To you know, promoting and yeah. doing something different. It's like they 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 dip their foot in the water. They don't like the way it feels, so they you know they pull back, then they go back in, and it's like you know if if you're going to put these books, I mean, obviously somebody thought these books were a good idea in the first place. Otherwise, you wouldn't have done it. I think that was um, a lot of this stuff is financial. They saw the success of Batgirl, and so someone cranking out a spreadsheet. Was like, oh, that works. So, get get more of them creative types to be creative, and then like that was the, the extent of the thought put into it, and the execution was failed in in certain respects. Like, like bizarre. I like Bizarro. It's not that great. Bat, I bought Batmite, the first issue. It was garbage. Yeah. Um, and like those are books that, if done right, except I like Bizarro. I'm not going to crap in his mouth way too much, but it certainly doesn't. It, it feels a little safe. Um, Bat might. I don't know who thought Dan Jurgens could write a humor book, but they <laughs> were wrong, and it was just awful, awful. Um, I'm trying to think, but Prez is just like, how that one slipped through. I guess you know, Blind Squirrel finds a nut every once in a while because that one is just <laughs> on point. Um, but yeah, I'd say everything else they try to do, it seems like it's a very half-hearted, and I think that's. Why it's not catching on? I think that bleeds across. You know, they have a rather intractable fan base. I'm guessing, based on my very limited uh, knowledge of DC Comics fans, and they they like what they like, and they don't want that new crap. Mm-hmm. Or I think the Marvel fans. I mean, that's what Marvel has always seemed to have been that willing to, to shake it up for good and for ill. Um, their ideas seem to be fine. Their execution seems to be fine. Just doing it in a professional and consistent manner. 
Well, it's really seemed to fall apart. And and not not just taking chances on you know creatively with characters, but with create creators, like bringing new creators on that you know help them push the envelope. Whereas, like you just said, you know, they they put Dan Jurgens on a on a Batmite book. Like Dan, like mm. Dan Jurgens was you know he like he's you know nothing against Dan Jurgens. I, I I liked his work twenty years ago. But what's he still doing writing a book? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like they they need to they need to pump some new blood into their their you know their offices and into their you know into their some of their books. Yeah, I think it, it's uh, in their editorial. They seem to have a lot of the folks that sort of drove Marvel into the ground twenty years ago, and for some reason they seem to think that that success will translate to DC. Um, again, I'm not going to give Marvel too much credit because they certainly have earned uh, their fair share of scorn. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but theirs is more on the logistics end of it. And, the, I mean, they, some of the ideas are a little – I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, I don't really read that many, so I can't really speak to it. But they they certainly love to go to their gimmick well quite often. Oh, yeah. But it, I'd say their problem is more on the logistics end than – yeah. The creative end. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like they're again, yeah, they both have their issues, but somehow I'm 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 more forgiving with Marvel because I think at the end of the day, I think they put out, I think they put out a better product line wide, as opposed to like I said the the kind of cherry picking that DC does. Yeah. So that's 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 kind of where I I come out on it. Hmm. I have no opinion. No, I'm just. <laughs> That's what I was to think. Now I have no opinion. No, um, I'm out of anger. I'm. I still hate Marvel because of their inserts. Their inserts. Come on, man. No, um, <laughs> I, it's hard for me to to say much about DC because I don't read that much. So I read, like you said, I'm a Batman guy. That's what I like from them. I don't really like any of their other characters. You know, like like they're neat. And I'll watch the movies or whatever, but, you know, I don't gravitate to Superman and the other characters. Um, and then, but the ones I always seem to pick are the, like, the ones that are on the sidelines are the ones that I read. And I, you know, because I'm a big fan of uh, Amanda Connor, um, and she's writing Harley Quinn, I've been reading that. So, and then she launched another book um you know starfire so i'm like okay i'll give that a try but like there's you know that's as far as i go with dc like you know but where marvel i think i'm like yeah that's a you know i'm a little tired of their uh stew mentality that they've been doing with this whole battle world that they're just like hey we're gonna constantly do you know the else world concept you know and, and throwing characters together and it's just getting tiresome to me. Like, I'd rather have some consistency at this point mm-hmm. um, with the characters. And, like, I was thinking how I just saw an image tonight when we were chit-chatting. I was looking up something, and Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, it launched strong, what, less than a year, you know, a year or two ago. And, you know, everybody was all about Star-Lord. Well, now the new book, they're going to take Star-Lord out of it, and Kitty Pride's going to be in the team. And it's like, why? Like... I, you know, I thought you wanted Star Lord to be the, 
you know, to be the guy. You know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's too Didn't much. Doesn't he have his own like, book stop. now? Yeah, he's, well, yeah, he's going to have his own book. Uh, well, then, then that must be why, but it's like, I, I don't know, it's just too much. You know, like, there's, Marvel's doing too many switcheroos. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta reel it in at some point. And like, I've even heard, like, even after Secret Wars wraps up, it doesn't, it's not gonna lock into, it's still not gonna be a lock and say this is the future, you know, of our line. It's still gonna be an evolutionary thing for them that they're like, well, we haven't quite decided everything yet, so we're just gonna keep, you know, basically trying stuff out with the public. And I guess, well, yeah. maybe, maybe they have to, but, but it's, I don't know. But yeah, I, I agree that like DC doesn't really try to um, entice anybody but DC readers. You know, like they really just don't. Yeah, that's a good way. That's a very uh, good way to put it, Scott. Yeah, they're not they're not enticing. Or I would say Marvel's mm-hmm. more enticing with their, you know, with their tr- what they try. I'm just getting frustrated with it personally. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I hear good things about Superman, you know, people, you know, that I talk to like it. I, so. I bought an issue today, the newest issue today. I'm kind of winding down with it. Mm-hmm. But I figured I'd try maybe write out the story arc just to confirm, you know, get some closure. Yeah. But, um, that and there was nothing really I was to buy this week. It was, it was a Batman yeah. annual, but I don't I do not do annuals. I, I did the annual because I, I was like, okay, it has to do with Gordon, you know. Yeah, that's the one guy at the shop's like, you know that ties in, right? I'm like, I don't care. It's yeah, I was like, I'll buy it. Because, well, honestly, I only had, oh, the finally, oh my god, finally the the last issue of the new Sandman miniseries oh. came out. And that's what I was it's picking like up. Was, yeah, it took like uh, about almost two years for six issues or whatever it was. So I was picking that up and then that was it because it was such a small week. And then uh, I picked up the Batman annual as well. So, I'll give that a whirl. Maybe talk about it next time. But uh, and maybe talk about Sandman because I, I actually only read the first issue of it, and then I figured I'd wait until the rest of them came out to read it. So it's been a long wait. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm gonna have that to report on too. <laughs> Fun stuff. Well, Zine uh-huh. Fair's this weekend. I'll be there. Zine Fair. Come see me. I have some uh, Incrediman Ashcan comics available for sale. It's the, With the sweet cover. Yep, sweet cover. Thank you, sweet Duke. Cover. Yeah. First, uh, basically, it's the first seven pages of the new issue. I had enough together, enough that was concise or coherent enough that I could bundle it, have something new. Nice. Uh, I finally put the uh, the pinups that uh, from Sean and the, the commission I got from Dave Wachter, who gave me permission to throw it in the back of a book. Oh, cool. As long as I didn't, like, use it as, like, promotion. Like, we were cool. I talked about it. We talked yeah, about yeah. It. I got his blessing. It's a pin. I wasn't going to be gross about it. Yeah, I wasn't. But it's not like I, I, I asked, I paid him to draw it. It's not like he was like, I like this. Let me draw it. I don't want to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I explicitly uh, state that, too. But it's there. It looks pretty. Yes. And I needed two pages to, because uh, when you print, you got to go by fours. And I was too shy. So, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> It's like, well, I have this fan. Sean was always getting on my case because I never published it in anything. Sean was the one that was like, here, I'll do a pinup for you. Yeah. Publish it. And I never published it. 
<laughs> so, get a little bit closer. Nice. I even put the, the Dave Wachter piece on a inside page. You know, not like one, you know, not on a, what's the word, even numbered page. So, you have to open the book all the way to see it. So, if you oh, just crack okay. it, you just use Yeah, see? I didn't want to be exploitive. I didn't want to uh, abuse the yeah. privilege. But it looks pretty. And the story's, I think, pretty okay, too. So, if you're in the area, swing on by. I'll be there. Sweet. All right. Well, has anyone got anything else? Um, no. Uh, I could just say, well, nah, I'll just wait. <laughs> Uh, we should have a pretty nifty New York Comic Con report in two weeks, right? Yeah, that's that's the bigger that's my bigger event. I'm going to New York Comic Con, so um, Duke won't be here next week. I yes, that's true. I will be in New York. But you know, even when Duke's here, is he really here? Not really. He's always kind of just phoning it in. <laughs> I think I'm literally. I mean, let's on, just call it what it is. Yeah, half-assed. I'm on the phone right now. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, the show like, has added two additional hosts to pick Duke, up for Scott Slack. Duke's like, he's, he's like, I'm just kind of, I've been in the bath the whole time. Yeah. I don't even have any comics in front of me. He's like, I got my phone in one hand and a glass of Chablis in the other. Oh, yeah, living the last. <laughs> Candles are burning, incense is burning, got the, got the slow jams on. That mood. <laughs> All right. Well, on that creepy note, um, this has been Comic Book Pit, episode number 220. I'm Dan. I'm Scott. I'm Jared. And we'll see you next time. Jared.